Welcome to Tales from the Dance Floor, a podcast exploring the lives and times of people from all walks of life who followed their passions and made careers out of DJing, producing, parties, dance culture, and the music industry. I'm Phil Morse from Digital DJ Tips. Let's get started. This week, I'd like to welcome Dominic Sabansky, or Dom, to his friends from WDC Entertainment up there in the north of England. Hello, Dom. How are we doing there? Yeah, good. Yeah. Yourself? Very, very good. It's great to talk to you because you are, well, you say yourself, and these are your words, uh, you want to do for the DJ industry what Steve Jobs did to the mobile phone market. That's pretty that's pretty strong stuff. So maybe you can tell us what your mission is and then we'll we'll pick pick it apart. We'll talk about uh, all the elements and how you got to this stage. It's a really interesting story and a great company you've got. So yeah, tell us about it. Tell us about this mission to do what Jobs did for mobile phones. Brilliant. Well, there's, there's lots of aspects to, um, to what we want to do. There's lots I can tell you and lots I can't tell you because we're already working on ideas that... It, number one, we're not going to give it to our competition. But when when um, I set up WDC in 2012, I, I was totally un, uninspired by the market research that I did for other agencies to see, you know, what, what really what what am I going to copy and improve? And when I looked at the websites, they they've developed a lot better now over the last I don't know seven years, but they hadn't improved. So basically, it was all I felt like it was all going to come out of my head whatever I was going to do. And so let's just say for the, the simple stuff for an agency, we've built a system that is our own online platform that allows us to manage the quality of our artists, our DJs and musicians. Um, we put in a system where we would, we would, you know, use feedback to monitor and give the client chance to monitor uh, how well we're doing as a, as an agency, how well the DJs are doing, are they playing the right stuff, are they getting there on time, um, are they presentable, um, <clears throat> and if they weren't, you know, how would we find those problems? And the feedback uh, forms that we give to every single one of our clients after every single gig's quickly found that there was weak spots in every single DJ and all of us, including me, you know, and we needed to be able to support our DJs on being, being able to fix them. Um, even simple stuff like they played the wrong tune at the wrong time, then we would drill down into their set and find out what went wrong at that time, see what the tune was that made everyone leave. So this was just, for me, the simple stuff. Um, you know, marketing, uh, you know, I don't th- think even still in, in our industry, or in the DJ industry uh, or agency industry, I don't think people take marketing seriously. I do. Um, you know, I think you've got to stick yourself in front of that camera as, as, as comfortable as you feel or as uncomfortable as you feel and make sure that people get a t- chance to spend time with you. Um, you know, even the, <clears throat> you know, we've created a, a website. That I'm not going to go into too much detail, but it's going to allow the end user to have direct contact with a DJ. Um, it, it, you could say it cuts us out, but I think it sets people free. It sets the DJs free. It sets the musicians free. So we've got all of this stuff bubbling on, but we've also got a different way that we're going to create the market in um in an agency point of view, and without going into too much detail, in the next two years, we're going to be bringing out a very different way of how to to uh, use the market. 
should I say. And I don't think about following any patterns. You know, there's no patterns that I want to follow anymore. I think it really does need to move on a little bit and move on a lot quicker. And I think that's where we come in. All right. Well, let's let's talk talk about this, the scope of what you do, because most people listening to this will, will think this guy's clearly, clearly got something going on. But 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 what, what exactly is he doing? So you have DJs. Yeah. You have musicians. You work with chains and independent bars. So you're putting you're putting entertainment into the kind of venues that people will walk into on a Friday or a Saturday night in big cities across your area, which is the north of England. I'm I'm going to guess. Uh, and and I know you do a lot. You have done stuff abroad. We'll get onto that. Mm-hmm. But you know, across the areas that you work, mm-hmm. you're you're a pretty large scale agency. Now a lot of people think of people supplying DJs as being pretty small affairs, right? Mm-hmm. Generally, it's like one person mm-hmm. hiring themselves out, mm-hmm. or they might get successful and have four or five of them, maybe mm-hmm. doing a town or 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 covering off a small geographical area. But you guys are looking at this on a different scale, right? You've played stuff in Croatia and Ibiza. You've worked with Fatboy Slim and Pete Tong and Calvin Harris. And Mm -hmm. you've worked with acts like Example and Ms. Dynamite and people like that. Mm -hmm. You seem to be taking that model of, look, entertainment has to be provided in venues. And the venue owners are probably too busy to put the time in that means that they're going to do a good job. So someone like us is needed. You seem to have taken that to a whole new level. And was this always the aim? Was this what you wanted to do seven years ago when you started? And if so, where did the idea come from? <laughs> um, I'll try and give the short and down story. <laughs> so my background's really, uh, you know, club nights, underground club nights. I was, you know, promote, my background's promoting, so promoting club nights. I did that for 15 years, uh, maybe even a bit longer, from 1997 was my first club night uh, in Huddersfield called Fresh and there's a group of friends started it and then they allowed me to join them. Um, that kind of came apart and then after a while I started setting up my own club nights uh, called One Love with a good bunch of friends and we kind of moved that to Leeds and it got bigger and then that kind of ran for about five or six years and then we started the after party and the after party was back in Huddersfield we were doing warehouse parties and this is where we had the budgets and the money because we were taking the bar as well and we had the budgets to spend you know 25 grand on fat boy slim or whatever else it was on Pete Tong and Armin Van Helder we had the budgets to do that you could you can't do uh, those kind of big events unless you're running the whole show now it's difficult, even though, as you say, I threw that 25 grand in there. It sounds like big, big money. And it's might, you might even presume that we made loads of money. We didn't. A lot of times we broke even. It's difficult to make money when you're paying for the security and the, and the, and the bar staff and, and trying to run basically a, a business. And there was three of us running it. So my background was observing and working this, running it as a business, but also working how the DJ industry worked, you know, on that scale, Calvin Harris came, example came, and it was really watching their agents come in, how it felt and how it was. And now a lot of that didn't wash with me. There was a lot of arrogance in there. There was a lot of pecking orders and, and um, I'm kind of a, I don't know, what would you call it? A, 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 I don't know. A, a lot of the stuff didn't wash with me, but I also was excited by what you can do. Um, and so I kind of was inspired by uh, if 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 I was to go national or even international, uh, how would it look like? And I guess what I've built here is what I thought 
is best for me. I've built my, my own agency around how I think it should be and how I live. Um, <clears throat> so when I set up, the after party came to an end round about um, 2011, and it, you know it wasn't a pretty ending. I didn't want it. I didn't want to be part of it anymore. Um, you know we weren't getting on. It just it needed to come to an end. Um, after that, I was real short of cash. You know, after that injection of money, um, it had all gone. And basically, I had my gigs and to try and survive on, you know, Friday and Saturday night gigs is, is more or less impossible. So my, my wife said to me, why don't you set up a DJ agency? Uh, and the funny thing was, listen, I've set up lots of businesses in my past. Some of them have really worked well and some of them haven't. But what it did do is build up a, an experience of how to run businesses, um, whether it was in the DJ agency industry or not. And I was going to say, I, thought, I was so close, it sounds funny, I was so close to setting up a car wash because I thought, really easy way to kind of uh, make money, and, you know, it'd be dead easy to do. And she goes, why don't you just stick to what you know? <laughs> oh, wait, Dom, d- d- I've, got, I've got to interrupt you there. I've got, I've got to share a story with you. Yeah. When I set up Digital DJ Tips in yeah. 2010, yeah. I was really involved in online marketing. Yeah. I love the idea that you could reach people online in a way you can't reach in a traditional business. I was mm-hmm. fascinated by it. Mm-hmm. And all I wanted to do was set up a business that, that used what I was learning. I was, I was a director of a web company. I'm a writer anyway. I understand content. Mm-hmm. All I wanted to do is set up a business to train people mm-hmm. in something because I love teaching, right? Yeah. And I wanted to set up a business to train people how to use email to yeah. market, how to use emails to, 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 to make things happen in your business. Mm-hmm. And my, I was almost pushing the button on that. And my wife said to me, Phil, you've only ever been good at one thing, and that's DJing. Why the <laughs> hell, if you're going to do all this work, don't you set up a business on DJing? And I'm like, oh, I've done that for the last 20 years. I want to do something new. I'm tired of that. And she's like, dude, just yeah. have a go for a few weeks. Really? And like three months later, I was having the time of my life, and here we are 10 years down the line. <laughs> so I just, I, this is your podcast, not mine, but I did want to throw that story Absolutely. in because our wives saved us, mate. Yes, they, they saved did. us from the corporate world for me. Te- imagine teaching people to use email. I mean, Absolutely. it's, would I still be doing it now? And car washes? Ditto. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Very similar stories there. Though. Like, hats <laughs> off to the wives, eh? Well, yeah, yeah. They say behind every behind every great man is a woman who doesn't quite believe it. Uh, <laughs> Absolutely, so, yeah. so anyway, anyway, so you you've been pushed in the right direction. So what what um, what happened now? Um, so I thought, you know, um, maybe I could, I could set up a, a cool uh, private hire DJ company or a mobile DJ company. And, you know, we supplied basically club standard DJs and bar, you know, premium DJs, but to private events. Um, <clears throat> so I set this up, but not realizing, well, not even really thinking it through. My network was really within the bar. So as, as soon as I set up the agency, all the bar managers that I knew needed my uh, services. Um, so straight away, you know, even though we do private events and, 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 and do the exactly business model that I thought of, 95% of our business is all about bars. And that's... So let's just get, let's get this clear. You set up thinking that you were going to be a mobile DJ company, basically. Exactly. Weddings yeah, and yeah. corporate and, and parties and stuff. But actually, because mm-hmm. of your background and because of who you knew from playing the club scene and playing bars, you know, everyone knows that club DJs, supplement their income by playing in any bar that's got a set of decks right certainly yeah. always was that way when when i was doing it yeah. so your 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 natural contacts meant that the business naturally pivoted into 
into this this other model. Definitely, yeah. No, it's it, yeah. We we'll, were we'll, we'll just set up for it. Plus, I understood it. You know, I've been playing in bars since two thousand and one, and you know, it was two thousand and twelve by then, and you know. I knew it. I knew all the all the brands mm. that we played played in. You know, I knew I had to do the house gigs, the uh, commercial gigs, and you had to do a bit of R and B, funk, soul, disco. I knew how to do it all, and not only that, marry it all together, um, which is quite a challenge, as you'll know. All the tempos, all the BPMs, all the stuff that weren't made to be mixed. You know, creating all those loops to make it all work. I found that wow. Do you know what? I've got something here, and this is the the business model what we built the VDC on. And this is why when we do the whole application process, I have 100 applicants. So to get 100 applicants in costs a lot of money. We only take on 3%. That's it. So our whole recruitment strategy is really expensive, but you know then you're left with, you know, the guys and girls that can really put it together and put different tempos, different genres. And it's not just about playing house gigs, even though I love house. But the way I've always looked at it, is house music is like making porridge, and I love porridge. You can put certain stuff in it, honey, jam, whatever it is, sugar. You can really just make your own taste out of porridge. But what we make our guys and girls do is make a Sunday roast and to cook it perfectly because they can always go back to porridge. But as long as they can make a Sunday roast, you can entertain your mum and dad on a Sunday. <laughs> that is a, there's a lot of unpicking there. There's a lot of unpicking there. To start with, that's a very British, very British analogy. Um, we're down we're down here in Gibraltar. And Gibraltar, most people in the world rightfully wouldn't have a clue where Gibraltar was. Yeah, yeah. It's a tiny little speck at the edge of the Mediterranean just before Africa that happens yeah. to be British. Yeah. And we have the 320 days of sun shine and we have yeah. the latin culture and we have you know the abitha vibe going on on our beach bars and Perfect. but guess what yeah everyone and i mean everyone yeah goes for a sunday roast <laughs> it's just like <laughs> you know, it's the strangest strangest thing ever so sunday roast is the uh, is the family meal on a sunday for those of yeah. you in different cultures uh, so what you mean by this really is that you need to be able to do the trademark standard thing that that any you know, in the case of a cook, a cook has to be able to cook a proper, a proper full meal, right? Yeah. And you know, cooking your porridge and adding your little flavors is great, but it's mm-hmm. it's it's only scraping what cooking's really about. And you're saying the same about DJing. Just because you can play house and you love house and you know all the nuances, yeah. The the real thing is a lot bigger, and that you're after people who can do everything. Yeah, but and not that you know, I would say to. Uh, listen, I love house music and I love playing it and it's it's beautiful to mix and you can do all, all the filters and the tricks and stuff like that. But I would say push your uh, you know techniques further and just allow yourself to actually get out of that comfort zone and see how to put the rest of it together because it'll just make your house sets better. So when all right, well, let's, let's, I, I, wanted to, I want to explore this a bit. So mm. before we do, I just want well, to a question that I, I wanted to get to get out of the way that I, I don't want to forget. How, mm. how big have you grown this? You said that there's three DJs out of every hundred who apply, get mm. the job. How many times have you done that? How many people are in your company now? Well, without giving away numbers, because I, I don't want to ever give it to the, to the competition, but we're, we're, we've got a fair few hundred, let's put it that way. You've got a fair few hundred <laughs> DJs going out. Yeah. I mean, how many cities, how many towns is this covering? Uh, as far up as Glasgow and as far down as Bournemouth, we're basically in more or less every city. Uh, so you've really outgrown the north of England and you're now na- nationwide. Yeah, no, yeah, definitely, 
Yeah. Well, I mean, that's incredible. In itself, that's incredible. Is anyone else doing it to that scale? Um, we've got a few competitors out there that, yeah, that I'd say are our main competitors. Um, I don't think they've done it as quick as we have. Um, okay. And they, they, work, they work in a very different way. Like I said, I work very differently to, to a lot of the other agencies. But, yeah, there is other people out there. But Okay. Cool. So, so I mean, that is that that is quite something. And what what proportion of your work is DJs, and what proportion is live acts? Uh, I'd say we're more um, DJ wise, probably ninety percent, and then ten percent okay. on, on the musicians. Uh, although we so, do see so, musicians growing. Yeah. So you've basically, well, and we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna talk more about various aspects of this. But you basically really really cracked something. You found a need and done a very good job of fulfilling that need by by processes which some of which you'll share and some of which rightfully you won't because you're you're working on them and they're they're what makes you unique Mm -hmm. but i wanted to ask you about where the your unique move from the club to the mainstream if you like so firstly on a personal level let's Mm -hmm. just talk about you Mm -hmm. you grew out of club culture you grew out of the joy of underground music and it was other it was other, it was away from the mainstream. Mm-hmm. And then you saw the mainstream as an opportunity. Mm-hmm. Was this a natural switch for you or was there some conflict or is that not really a question in your mind? It's just like, hey, it's all the same thing. What's your feeling on that um, Well, <clears throat> at the time I was doing all the underground club nights at the same time as I was DJing in revolution bars. So I was, I was kind of had a hand on both at the same time all the way through it because I needed you know, cash flow for you know, bar gigs every week and, and, and the, the promotional stuff was, uh, you know, sometimes it was profitable, sometimes it wasn't. So I just needed a steady income. So I was always doing the mm. commercial stuff as well as the underground stuff. But for me, there's no point in having arrogance on, um, there's a lot of arrogance surrounded by club nights, and DJs and sounds and stuff like that. And for me, that arrogance is, is, doesn't make any sense. It, there's no need for it. There's no need to feel arrogance about whether your music's better or worse than someone else's. It's just music at the end of the day. Now, what I do like to play is credible stuff that I think's credible. You know, I'm not into the, 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 the cheesy stuff and all that kind of stuff. It's just, just didn't wash me. I'm not saying it's bad. It's just not me. But if I do sets, even, even if they're quite, you know, even if the commercial sets, they're done in a credible way. And that's exactly how I want, you know, our DJs to do it is, is, if you want to do popular stuff, just do it credible pop rather than cheesy pop. If, you know, if you're going to do underground, then go, go for it. Go as underground as you can get, which is what we do in Croatia. We do a lot of the underground stuff. You know, there's, a, there's some commercial kind of house in there. But there's also stuff that you've never heard of before. So um, I just think as long as you're playing, as long as you're entertaining that dance floor and people are having a good time, then you're doing a good job. Okay, that's that's. Um... That's cool, and and the but the I guess the other the other angle angle to come on this question, uh, come at this question from, is there is a divide between the club and the bar, mm-hmm. if you like. There is a divide between the underground and the mainstream, yeah. and in the same way, there is a divide among DJs, mm-hmm. yeah. because if you are we we work a lot with event what what I would call event DJing, which is what you guys. Um, dabble in and you have DJs who are quite capable of doing. Yeah. And the wedding DJs and the the event DJs, the party DJs, the corporate DJs, yeah. traditionally were, were were like almost like an, on another planet to the to the mixing DJ, to mm-hmm. the DJ who knows how to work the decks and knows how to 
if you like, boiling it down to the absolute basics, DJ without talking, right? Yeah. So, and what we're noticing now as a business and among our audience and among the people we train in our school mm-hmm. is this recognition that the audience now doesn't think that way anymore. That if someone's getting married or they're hiring a DJ, they damn well want someone who can mix and who understands music Definitely. because they've grown up in a culture where the DJ is the rock star Mm -hmm. and there's a dj every event and on every tv show there's a dj Mm -hmm. and so therefore this idea that you know if you have an event and you book a dj he or she is one type of dj but if you go out dancing the dj is another kind of dj it's kind of crazy now Mm -hmm. and yet the industry still seems to be locked in that Mm -hmm. and part of what we do is Mm -hmm. try and find that middle ground where where I think something new is coming out. Mm. Is this something you agree with, what I just described? And if so, is it something you would say your business has tapped into, this new way of thinking? Definitely. Listen, the culture's changed, you know, and um, let's just say for a private event, you know, your scope is, you expect a lot more now. Um, people, you know, have been around for long enough now to know what they can get for the money and know what standards and techniques the DJs should have as a bare minimum. But at the same time, if you want to look at it like um, I take my son to football and he does his uh, local leagues and he plays local teams and then if they're any better, then they get to play for the, like, let's just say the local towns and then it moves on. So that you're always going to have those different uh, levels of uh, technique where everybody sits you know, the, 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 the superstar football players will get to the you know Premier League, whereas the, the guys that aren't as good will just stay on Sunday football. So I think you'll always have that, but you can. It depends how much the person wants to push themselves, and then they'll always find a client that is on the same page as them. But it doesn't mean if you're here to push yourself and you're hungry to learn, there's nothing stopping you, apart from yourself, and that's as simple as it is. That's what I've always believed. So um, if you want to learn how to DJ and you really want to be out in the clubs, then you can do it. You just have to find a way and not stop. Mm. So I'm interested in this talk about arrogance. You've mentioned it a couple of times and it seems to be a driver of of you. You seem to have a almost a um, a kind of inbuilt DNA that says, you know, my 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 mission on this planet is to is to is to change that. Mm. Do you, would you say that you've been driven by this idea that there's the kind of call by birth people uh, who are just cool (laughs) and then there's everyone else and it's completely unfair because everyone else has probably got the best ideas anyway and they're having the most fun Mm -hmm. and and you're kind of trying to fight against that. Um, And I'm asking you this from the point of view of being on your side, by the Mm -hmm. way. I mean, this is, this is a driver of our business. Mm -hmm. Our business is about proving proving that any, anyone with the drive can have a go. Mm -hmm. And we, we, we'd rather train that, the geek from the suburbs who feels mm-hmm. like that it's not their world. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'd rather help them prove everyone else wrong. I mean, to us, that's, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Is this something that you had to do yourself? Would you say, or if you kind of had an easy ride, nonetheless, was it something that you saw and didn't like anyway? So you're saying that like the arrogance is. How- yeah. the how- yeah. yeah. And what you're describing, I mean, I know what you mean. What you're describing is the kind of too cool for school attitude of the industry um that means that it's hard to break into and it's hard to be accepted in uh, if you're anything other than playing the game well when i saw these guys come in so let's just say when Pete tong and annie mac and, and caliber they'd all come in and everyone would want to be around them and they mm-hmm. built up this great success and you could feel it because they're, they're sat in a green room with you they've come to your party the dean at dj at your event but there's a kind of um superficialness 
where it, it, you either had to sell out or, or I had to sell my soul to it. it felt, this is what it felt like, whether it was that or not. I had to sell my soul to it and kind of bow down to the hierarchy. Or I could just say, well, I'm not going to do it that way. I'm going to do it my way. And I'm not saying my way is going to work or it's even going to be any better, but I'm going to be a lot more comfortable doing it and a lot more happier. Um, and so when, when all that came to an end, I was a bit like, oh, wow, maybe that was an opportunity I've missed because I was around all those people. You know, I could have grabbed more numbers and made more phone calls and could have asked who the producer was or who the engineer was and, and, and how did I get the records. I, I could have, you know, utilised that position a lot more at the same time. I didn't know whether I wanted to go. It was it felt like a, like a playground, and it, you know I wasn't the popular kid in the playground, and nobody doesn't want to not be the popular kid. Everybody wants to just be be. Um, well, I'm saying this, maybe the dope. Everybody kind of wants to be respected or um, acknowledged or whatever, and I wasn't always acknowledged. And it, you know, it was a funny playground situation, is where it felt. Whereas this, this is. What I'm saying is whatever you can build, you can do it your way. You don't have mm. to follow the same patterns as everyone else. You don't have to follow the rules. Break the rules. Well, look, it's interesting you say that because to me, what, what happened to you is very normal, right? You you spend your 20s partying and it's easy to be a DJ in that environment because guess what? Mm. Everyone you know is going out anyway. So you get to <laughs> yeah. know everyone. You're DJing, you know, long as you long as you're half decent and you can apply yourself you're DJing anyway, so it's natural that you end up playing the parties. And if you've got a business head on you, you end up promoting the parties. And now this is a this is a pretty common rite of passage for smart kids, right? Mm-hmm. But then you get to a point where you think, for whatever reason this happens, I was talking to Mark Loved Up last mm-hmm. week who did his own version of this. Mm-hmm. You just get to a point where maybe you've had a decade of partying and a decade of of doing it in 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 your scene and 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 people are starting to peel away and arguments happen and people fall apart Mm. and people get married and stop going out and the whole thing isn't what it was a few years earlier and then you've got a decision to make right and the decision is normally do i push to the next level in this world and and remove myself usually geographically from where i am and become you know a superstar or at least a a circuit dj who's getting to to travel and do all that stuff or do i pivot right Mm -hmm. and it seems to me that you've done the pivot, which is what most people end up doing, mm-hmm. but you've just done it on a bigger scale because you've ended up, instead of setting up your own DJ business or um, uh, uh, doing something that's related to what you've been doing before, or even just chucking it in and continuing it as a hobby, you've mm-hmm. just kind of like spotted this opportunity mm-hmm. and pivoted into something which is huge. And what I'm, I guess what I'm getting at here is, What's different about you? What what was in your background? Maybe even before you started DJing as a kid or as a teenager, what was in your background mm-hmm. that meant you had this 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 ambition on you to do something a lot bigger than most people maybe are going to end up doing? I think you know when I look back and I try and see. Um... <clears throat> You know, kind of in a sense, everyone's like a computer and you get programmed by the stuff that goes on around you and then what you do with that. What? what how did I program me and was it my character? Was it what I learned? I think major things that have happened to me and uh, that have stuck with me is a positive, uh, there's lots of positive books around. My brothers used to leave a lot of positive books around, but there was one book in particular that changed my life and it was called The Magic of Thinking Big. And I read that and I'm not a reader. But I read that book maybe 10 times, put all the notes on my walls. I did. A, I had a, a list of 100 points that I used to read every day and night to make sure that I absorbed, absorbed them all. And that changed the way that I approached stuff. And I didn't um, 
a lot of stuff was, was in there about not quitting. And I think this is, a, it, you know, people, are, what they should teach at school is about going for what you need and going for what you want and not quitting, even when it gets tough, because the bits where it gets tough and gets really tough, 90% of people quit. And the best bits are after those bits. And if they just keep on going for maybe another year or two of that tough, horrible, not getting anywhere, treading water, if you keep on going and keep on changing and twisting and, 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 and figuring out how to make it work, then it pays off. And that's where everyone else quits. And I think it's about surrounding yourself with positive people, following what you love, following your passion, and then just not quitting at all. I mean, if, if, if let's just say with, with people in the DJ, and if you've got a day job, don't quit your day job. Just work harder on an evening on your DJing. You know, don't stop your cash flow, but keep on practicing twice as hard as everyone else would until your other career, your DJ career starts taking off or whatever it is you're passionate about. But I think it was definitely the positive books that my brothers left around. Um, yeah. And what have your brothers gone on to do? Um, one of them lives in France and he uh, was into his property and he, you know, he really was a great example of how to, um, how to just drop, follow your passion. His, 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 his passion was property and he followed it. Um, one of my other brother, he's, he's always set up businesses. Some have done great. Again, some have not done great. It's one thing he didn't do is follow his passion. I think this is where he's come unstuck. Um, yeah, and, and, then, and then my other brother, you know, he's, I think he's still trying to find his path, but um, probably could do is reading some of these books that I left for me a few years <laughs> so, and, and what about and what about your what about your parents and stuff were they business people or is it as it did it start with you guys did it start with your generation no my 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 dad was a go-getter um i mean i don't yeah i think i think he could have maybe been a bit more astute but at the end of the day he did really well anyway as he was um but he showed me like you know you can go for it they were both like just do it, go for it. And my mum was really supportive and caring. And, um, you know, and she really got me involved with lots of different things like playing football, going to acting classes and stuff like that. Got me involved with different uh, places and different people and got me really out there to socialising. Because you've got to be, if you're going to run your own business or you're going to have to sell anything, people have got to like you. And if they don't like you, then it's a lot of, much of a harder sell. So, you know, it's mm. one thing about being a DJ, great, you can be the most technical DJ, but if nobody likes you, you ain't got a job. And so they really, you know, this, this, this is what we say in our trials. You've got to be likable. You've got to be uh, giving, uh, you know, eye contact, shaking people's hand, how you're doing. It doesn't matter what it is. You've really got to be, um, you know, making an effort with people. And naturally, you should be anywhere. Um, but that's what we say, you know, just you've got to be good at being sociable. Cool. Well, listen, let's talk a little bit about your, um, about your DJs and about your, system because i'm intrigued in the idea of having a handout if you like a feedback document mm. i mean to some djs this is going to be they're going to be listening thinking no i couldn't think of anything worse <laughs> uh, because yeah you know i'm an artist and and you know you're paying for my art and for me and who cares if i play the wrong record every now and then someone like dj harvey will say if you don't clear the dance floor at least once in a set you're not being brave enough mm. um and and to some people, the idea of almost like and I'm 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 putting words into I'm putting ideas into your head now because I want your I want your pushback on it. You know, being um, DJing by committee, uh, being analysed and told to do things differently from above, if you like, when mm. when really what you're bringing to the table is your your art and your passion and your creativity and all that stuff. It seems 
it could sound to some DJs a little bit like this is a bit controlling and maybe also a little bit the opposite of being creative. Mm-hmm. Talk to me a little bit about how it works and, and, and some of the ideas behind this, this feedback from clients thing. Mm. Well, <clears throat> introducing the uh, online platform and giving it a feedback option I, I, I don't think I knew anyone else that had done it. So we, I, I felt at the time that we were literally going out and, on a limb here, um, you know, and, and allowing feedback for DJs. Are you crazy? Is what was going through my mind. But I thought there's no way of monitoring the amount of numbers that we do and keeping that quality high. Now, what we found over time is that, you know, the client finding the weak spots um, and allowing us to kind of assist with the DJ to help them get through whatever the weak spots are. And you know, it's, it's not here to batter them. It's here to improve them. And if we don't give feedback on any job that we do, then we're not, we're not seeking improvement and we're not accountable. Um, <clears throat> so when we introduced it, um, the, 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 you know, there's still simple stuff like keeps arriving, you know, keeps not, not arriving on time. Simple stuff can be fixed. Just get there. On yeah. Time. I, mean, that, yeah that, <laughs> I, I get that, you know, being not, not smelling, being dressed properly. <laughs> Absolutely. Not, not punching the punters, turning exactly. up on time. Like, this all make this all makes sense. Yeah. So simple stuff like that. Bang! You've already fi- you've already fixed that, and you're fixing it. But s- certain stuff like um, you know wasn't playing on brand. You know it's important that every brand that we work with, we've got a real diverse client base. So you know we've got like Lassiguanas, Revolution to Cubas, we've got Picture and Pianos, we've got Slug and Lettuce, we've got loads of different ones and independent ones. So literally, we go anywhere with music. We work out what the brand is. So it's really important that everyone stays on on brand, but also has a little bit of the freedom to be able to make it their own. But sometimes you'll find, and you'll know this as well, the DJ just wants to play what he wants to play. Mm. And so he does, and then he'll get a three-star feedback, and we'll go, what's going on here? Let's have a look at your playlist. What have you been doing? Why? Why did you play that? That is, you know, it's miles out there. That's bonkers. <laughs> as much as I like that tune, that is bonkers. So it allowed us just to kind of... Uh, rein it in a little bit now you know we'll take them to Croatia where they can let their hair down and play whatever they want the Croatians trust us to bring new music to them and to push the boundaries whereas we find a lot of the dance floors in the UK you know and maybe in some of the venues that we can't push those boundaries so we take them to Croatia and that's where they can do that but that's what that feedback form allowed us to do it allowed us to kind of support them um, and, and really kind of fix either simple issues or, or even you know well, generally they wouldn't have got through our trial period if they had any any kind of serious issues that they you know that they couldn't deliver. But uh, yeah, okay, okay, that kind of makes more sense. So you don't have this kind of all-seeing eye and this massive, you know, almost like um, I know people who program music for radio stations, right? And they program music across a network of radio stations, and it's like it's all. A list, B list, C list, and it's all very, very, very controlled. So it's not like that. It's more no. like looking for problems or looking for things that clearly can can be corrected. Yeah, exactly, without a doubt. But you know, we, we don't just. If you think a lot, a lot of the managers don't know how to manage a DJ. So when we sit a manager down, we tell them how to manage a DJ. You know, we say basically, basically, think if you've got claws and the DJ is a balloon. Basically, the, the balloon's the confidence of a DJ. You pop that confidence, you've got no DJ. So when you try to make a balloon puppet with your claws, you've got to be really gentle. You know, if you want something, uh, you want to change the atmosphere, say the atmosphere you want to change. You don't have to be specific in, in the songs that you want. And we kind of manage the, DJ, uh, the, the general managers because they don't know quite how to 
manage the DJs. And that's what we're here to, to support them. You know, we're consultants. Um, so we're here to not just consult and manage the DJs. We're here to consult the bars and help them get the best out of our service as well, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, it does make sense. And I was going to, the next thing I was going to ask you, of course, is what do you find the managers and, and venue owners and people who are booking you, what do you find it is that they appreciate about your service? Because, of course, they don't have to pay your fees. They don't have to pay your DJs. They can find, they'll have plenty of people wandering into their bar saying, hey, I'm a DJ, can I play your Friday mm-hmm. night? What is it you bring that consistently means people book you and come back to you, despite the fact that they are getting half a dozen people walking in every week saying, you know, can I do this? What is it you bring? Um, I'd say, number one, you know, we're a a service company. um, So we're here to take a headache away from them. Um, You know, we're here to give them good DJs and um, and give them more than one in some cases, as in, you know, we try and rotate them to keep it fresh for them and keep it fresh for the DJs. Um, but I think not only that, we're, like I said, we're, we're so hungry for feedback. It, it, they know that we care because we don't just take the feedback and go, all right, then we didn't deliver on that one. We'll do nothing about it. Literally, they'll find the next week we've fixed that problem pro- mm. properly. Do you know what I mean? They'll come back and we've had it. I can't believe you've, you know, you've, you've managed to sort that problem out or you've managed to get it, you know, get, get some enthusiasm in there or whatever it is the problem is, it's always fixable. Um, but the, so the online pl- platform that we have as well uh, allows them to you know manage their diary transparently, so they can book stuff in with us. You know we've had this. You, you know you, I think you're from a pro- program background as well, Phil. Program as in uh, did, you, did you build platforms? And, oh God, I'm a geek. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I know all about. <laughs> so I know all about. <laughs> you'd, yeah, you'd probably love this online platform that we've got. It's a real simple system, but you know, you know, it costs a lot to do. So you're really kind of gambling when you're doing it. You don't know whether people are going to use it, but then it puts you ahead of everyone if you're, you know, if people do use it, which they did in this case, um, and it, it just allowed, uh, you know, it does a lot of stuff automates a lot of stuff for us and the DJ making invoices and all that really simple. So, mm. you know, the online portal really w- was a big thing for us. Um, <clears throat> you know, marketing, we market all our bars. You know, other agencies, I don't know whether they're too scared or they're just not interested, but we, we want our bars to do it. We want customers to walk into our bars. We're here to make money, not just by keeping the customers in. We're here to let everyone know what's going on in their area. If we're there, come and see us. So I think they appreciate a lot of the marketing that we do for them. Uh, you know, I'm not, I'm either I'm either not doing something or I'm fully on board. And when you're fully on board with us, you're going to get everything. Which I think this is why we've grown so quick is because we're blooming passionate. You know, we've got uh, I've got four managers and we're all grafting away, making sure that every single client's happy. And I don't know whether everyone's. A, any other agencies are as passionate as me as making sure we deliver but i am um well it comes across very much that way but look you're seven years into this now mm -hmm. there's a seven-year itch in most businesses is it happening in yours or do you still feel like you're just getting started I don't even think I've got started at all, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> We've got so much stuff either getting built or, or plans or goals. Um, we haven't even got started yet. You know, ask me in 10 years' time, we're going to be a very different business and we're going to be a very different industry. Um, yeah. You know, the stuff that we've got is quite bonkers ideas and, and that's exactly where it needs to be. And that's where the industry, it needs a kickstart. It needs something else. But like... 
we're going to make sure, and like yourselves, that anyone from the bedroom, we're going to get them to the main stage. You know, and WDC, we understand how to do all of that. And that's what we're going to assist DJs and musicians uh, to do. We're going to get kind of, I wish I'd have had this when I was DJing. I wish, I wish there was an agency that was saying that because I'd have been like, listen, I'm, I'm coming on board. Let me in. But we're going to help them get from that. I'm going to show them, you know, what they need to do that. Um, and we, you know, yeah, that's well. Funnily thing. enough, I was talking to my friend Edwin, who is the president of DJ City, the the, the, the DJ pool, the oh, download yeah. pool in in, yeah. in in LA, and he was saying um, that that's how they grew so quickly. Mm-hmm. They 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 didn't like the the arrogance of the of the scratch world, which is where mm-hmm. he came from, mm-hmm. and the fact that there was almost it was always there were almost barriers to entry placed around it all. So mm-hmm. if you were a kid from the suburbs with a bit of talent, but you really would you know, wet behind the ears. You didn't understand how it worked. You weren't, mm. you weren't cool mm. yet. You couldn't get in yeah. uh, and, and no one wanted you in. And he's like, well, we wanted to be the opposite of that. So even though we were a company servicing professionals, mm. we made sure that we included everyone and our, our education events were all about getting the kids alongside the people who've mm. been doing this a long time and, and making sure they were in the same room and they talk to each other and mm. breaking down those barriers and making it a bit of a meritocracy. So, yeah. that, and, and he said, that's at the heart of what we do. And that obviously appealed to me because it's at the heart, as we were talking about earlier of what, mm. what we do. Mm. Would you say that it's still going back to this arrogance thing? Is it at the heart of what you do? You want to help DJs. And that is the driver. The big driver for you is helping DJs. Yeah, I want to, I want to give them a track that they can go along, a track that you know might they couldn't see before. Um, sometimes you just you know I, I, at points I didn't know where I was going next. I still don't in business, but mm. and some people don't have the confidence just to jump and trust there's a net there. There's always a net there, but sometimes you think, oh, I'm not going to jump this time. I just feel a little bit scared. And most people do that. We're going to go. We want to be the people who say, listen, don't worry about it. If you just look down, there is actually a net there. Just jump. And that's mm. what we want them to do, have the confidence to go, right, I trust you to, uh, 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 for your assistance to, to get me into a career. But I tell you what, the hunger's got to be there. The hunger has got to be there. And we don't take on guys that are, uh, guys and girls that are hungry. Though. You've got to be hungry for it. Otherwise, nothing comes of it. So what would you say you're most proud of in the, in the seven years you've been running your business? Mm, it's difficult, you know. Um, really difficult because you know there's been uh, milestones all the way that I've just been uh, proud of and one thing um, you, one thing that you, when, when things are going good it's easy to feel a little bit of arrogance come in you think do you know what I don't want that arrogance naturally uh, naturally for me I can feel it kind of coming in a bit and that's, that's exactly what I don't want to happen so the whole I try and keep myself humble throughout uh, I guess I'm just so delighted and, and grateful that actually the, the ideas that were in my head have actually worked because I've tried ideas before and they've fallen flat on their face. <laughs> so, so to have some of them work and some of them work really well, that is what you know I'm, I, I'm grateful for, should we say. So, yeah, just, just, just seeing your ideas through. Mm. And look, if DJs, if DJs want to, if DJs are loving what they're hearing and they want to approach you and your company, what do sure. they do? Yeah, they can either um, find us on Facebook, which is wdcentertainment.co.uk, or if you want to even pop me a question, you can email me, dom at wdcentertainment.co.uk. We're an open company, so just come, come, come and join us, come and say hello. 
Great. Okay. And before we end, I do want to talk to you about life outside of music. Everyone's got a life outside of music. Everyone's got something that's not connected. Well, I say that I have spoken to people who've just said, no, no, this mm. is it for me. Uh, but um, you spoke about the fact you take your, you take your lad to football and stuff like that. Have you got a hobby? Have you got something else? Have you got, I'm not going to use the word side hustle because that implies money. <laughs> have you got a hobby? Have you got something you just do for pleasure that isn't this? Yeah, um, so we've just started working with UEFA uh, recently, and um, and I wanted to teach my son passion. Uh, now I love my son's company. Sometimes I don't get enough uh, chance to see, uh, spend enough time with him as I wish. Even though I work from I work from home, so I'll see him leave in the morning. I'll see him come back unless I'm doing meetings around the country. <clears throat> but um, I try and spend as much time as I can because I know I've got one son. Uh, for some reason, we're not having a second one. It's just not happening. So I'm, I know that this is my little boy that I'm going to watch grow. So we've tried to go to And we weren't into football before, but we, now we've got into football. So we're following, for our sins, uh, Huddersfield Town football team, which aren't doing that great. But, you know, just taking into a live game and to soak up the atmosphere and to get passionate about something then to take what he's inspired by and try and get his own body to do that on Sunday football when, he, when he's joined the, you know, the local team that we, where we live and to, to, to I want him to follow the process of following passion and about pushing things and and, and, and missing goals or not, not winning that week and I want you to get used to failing because the, the, the whole bit of success is about how many times you can fail and still get back up and that whole process it's just been lovely to experience that with him but my passion outside of work is my my wife and kid oh it's, it's good to hear and i also it, it, see, no we don't know each other well at all but to hear you say you know i never i was never into football before but now that seems like a very dumb all or nothing kind of decision that you made there yeah but, uh, <laughs> if we're going to get into this we're really going to get into it <laughs> absolutely that's awesome no, it's great to hear and my little boy is eight he plays for the local well for one of the local teams and he's the goalkeeper and he will pretend he's hurt um when when he, when he lets a goal in he'll let a goal in and if there's been any contact and it's not to do a you know to go down in the box and 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 look for favors from the ref the reason he does it is he's so hurt that he's yeah. failed yeah, he's so yeah. hurt that he's let his team down and he doesn't want to cry in front of them mm. for that reason so he pretends he's hurt and I just think that's I yeah. think that's lovely <laughs> uh, and, uh, you know and so yeah I agree with you totally you know teaching teaching kids that effort equals success but you're going to fail sometimes anyway is a very good feel a lesson. lot <laughs> let's, be, let's be honest it's a good lesson for adults because Big time. because uh, you know not doing things because of fear mm. Absolutely, doesn't no. that doesn't have an age limit to it? No, it does not. No, all not. And Joe, you know they should teach that in schools. Really, feel a mm. fear and do it anyway, and mm. fail as much as you can because you know there's success just at, just around the corner. Um, Indeed, and it's a yeah. good a good positive mantra, possibly one that you read all those years ago in the Magic Definitely. of Thinking Big that uh, that still stays with you today. It's been really awesome talking to you, Dominic. You've got an enviable business there, and I'm sure a lot of DJs have been inspired hearing your story, and I'm sure a lot of UK DJs mm -hmm. uh, scribbling down your email address and ready to to try and uh, try and be involved in your in your company. So thanks okay. very much for your time today. Can I say one thing? If if they do want to, <laughs> number one, thank you. But if they do want to join, if they do go to our website to the DJ agency um, icon on the home page, 
all they have to do is hit the join agency button and they can fill out the details there. That's if they want to join us. If they want to get in, in, in you know, in touch for a chat, then by all means, email or get, get in contact with us on Facebook. But And you've actually changed the way we're going to teach this stuff now as well, because I normally teach, you know, wait till the agencies come for you mm-hmm. uh, because generally the ones that you have to approach aren't going to do anything for you. And that was always the way. And I guess mm-hmm. it probably normally is still the way, mm-hmm. but you seem to be the exception. Uh, which is awesome. And it's good to have discovered you because we will be sending people towards you as well. It's so, been a pleasure. Absolute awesome. pleasure. One yeah. more time, thank you very much for your time today, Dom, and the best of luck. Thank you. I, 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 right back at you. You're, uh, and listen, keep doing what you're doing because it's really good for people. And, uh, you know what I mean? It's, it's inspiring. It gives them the details that they need and the, and the techniques. It's just, honestly, hats off to you. And I haven't, I haven't even got a hat on. we appreciate that thank you and we'll talk again soon i look forward to hearing the the weird and wacky ideas that have come to fruition uh, next time we speak thank you dom no worries speak soon bye